I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. In just a moment, we're going to be turning our attention to the third, the fourth congressional district here in the state of Utah. But before we do, I want to uh, deliver to you real quickly some breaking news. It is this, that Dixie State University is considering dropping Dixie from their name. A spokesperson with the, with the school has stated that officials there are considering dropping it. Now, uh, to remember the the state legislature, as this is a public university, will uh, necessarily be involved in any change to this name. And there are no alternatives yet uh, suggested. But uh, the news today, uh, confirmed by a spokesperson for the university, uh, says that administrators there are considering uh, proposing a name change for Dixie State University. Uh, of note, the Dixie Chicks, if you remember them, uh, yeah, they dropped Dixie uh, from their name, as have uh, other organizations and individuals with uh, Confederate identifiers in their uh, in their branding. They, they've been dropping that. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, final word, obviously not uh, available until next January when legislators meet. Uh, that, again, according to a spokesperson for the Utah System of Higher Education. All right. Last night, interesting stuff happened. Interesting circumstances. And today we are dealing with interesting results. Uh, there was very little certainty Last night. In fact, uh, we today have focused on the race for governor, where there are two front runners. Still don't know how that's going to shake out. We focused uh, for some time on the first district, where there are two front runners. Still uncertain how that will shake out. A number of uh, down ballot races, though, have been decided. Uh, one, one, one pretty big race, uh, at least in terms of the Republican nomination, uh, has been uh, decided. In fact, uh, that is the race for Utah's 4th Congressional District. And just moments ago, uh, I got uh, a concession statement from uh, J. J. Mac McFarland. Uh, you remember J. McFarland, a uh, host on these airwaves for a number of years, uh, threw his hat in the ring, uh, leaving KSL in the process. He had this to say regarding uh, the, the victory enjoyed now by Burgess Owens. He says, this is a tough loss, but I congratulate Burgess on his big night last night. I want to express my sincere thanks to my campaign staff, volunteers, and the many 4th District delegates and voters I was able to meet during this campaign. It was truly rewarding. My campaign has always been about bringing civility back to our civil discourse. As this race continues on towards the general, I encourage both Burgess and Ben to elevate their conversations and stay away from the personal attacks that have become all too common. Kim Coleman also uh, offered up a concession statement. Right now, though, I'd like to uh, have a conversation with uh, former Congresswoman Mia Love joining me on the line now. Mia, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Lee? I'm well. Uh, I, listen, th this will sound funny, and uh, it's kind of some inside baseball. I don't think that you and I have uh, crossed paths or had opportunity to chat since uh, you and I were both last working in the Cannon House office building. <laughs> Right. We bumped into each other all the time in the Cannon House office, mm -hmm. which is the best building, by the way. I agree. 100%. A lot of historic significance, though. So. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, named after uh, Joe Cannon, a uh, longtime speaker of the uh, House, a contemporary of Abraham Lincoln's, the uh, Cannon House Office Building, a place which will always occupy a special place in my heart. Uh, let me ask you, before we get into the, the meat of this conversation, are, are, you still, are you still running? Are you able to out, go, go jogging from time to time? You know, I went this morning. It was really hot. I was able to get just three miles in, but, um, you know, I, I am. I'm just running for fun these days. I, You know, I don't have any races that I'm preparing for, but I have to keep running because I think that's what keeps me somewhat young. At least mm-hmm. that's what my kids tell me. Amen. <laughs> and, and, and all the races have been canceled anyway, and I can't really bring myself uh, to, to, to pay money for these virtual races quite yet. I'll, I'm sure I'll right. get there. I'm not there yet. All right. Right. Uh, now on to we, we've <laughs> let's talk about this fourth congressional race. What do you think about the results so far? How do you respond? First blush. Well, it's in particular the fourth congressional race. I mean, I, I just I have no other way to explain this but to be incredibly frank. I think that the campaign against Burgess Owens is going to be very difficult. Um, first of all, you know he. You can't be dishonest about Burgess, and you can't run a dirty campaign, because I think that that will be seen, especially after the campaigns that we've seen in the past, that's going to be seen as a a common denominator. And um, I think, secondly, this is going to be a presidential year, where voter turnout is going to be huge, particularly high um, for Republicans, especially those um, who are just adamant about getting, making sure Biden doesn't become the president. Utah County has a new clerk. They have their vote by mail-in order, so no five-hour lines, no inability for people to vote. Um, And the last thing, and I think is really, really important, is during this time, as policies are being considered when it comes to policing, police enforcement, race issues, I think that Burgess Owen is a good person to speak credibility about what's happening in um, diverse communities and also be a supporter of police officers. I think that to be able to manage and talk about both and unite Americans and not create this, um, you know, this division between police officers and the black community, I think that that's going to be something that is going that people are going to look for and say, at least we've got somebody in the House that can see credibly on all of these issues. So I think that this is going to be a very difficult race. Money. Money is a big part uh, of politics that uh, much to the chagrin of some and to the great delight of others. Uh, and Ben McAdams has a lot of it. Burgess Owens has less of it. Is it uh, is it an ultimate factor? Uh, and can Burgess Owens overcome any challenges that money or the lack thereof may uh, may present to him as he competes against Ben McAdams? Okay, it depends on several circumstances. And anybody who says that money doesn't count, um, it absolutely does. It helps you get the message out there, and it's a very difficult thing to do, especially when you're just, you know, you're trying to campaign and then you're trying to ask people for money. But um, remember, in my race um, against Matheson, it only took a speech at the National Convention to get a message out, and all of a sudden I was able to um, keep up pace. And then after, actually, the two years after that, I, I outraised Matheson. So I think that there is absolutely some potential there. There could be even a potential for us to see Burgess Owens um, speak at the national convention. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm not obviously. I'm not. Um, uh, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the White House, but um, I think that there that that would be an opportunity. And I don't see the president backing away from a um, a black Utah. Um, 
potential candidate or candidate for the United House backing away from letting him speak on his behalf. So. Outstanding. Have you have you had much uh, communication with Mr. Owens throughout this ca- campaign or any other candidates? I have. I actually spoke, um, text back with him, back and forth with him um, today. He's really excited. He's actually pretty um, humble and honored. He um, has great respect for Kim Coleman and Jay Mack. And, um, you know, he he really just uh, wants to take a weekend with his give his uh, campaign workers a weekend to enjoy the independence holiday um, with their families and um, is ready to get back to work. So we're actually going to be meeting in the first, the first of next week. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about what his plans are. Outstanding. Uh, Mia Love, it's such a, a treat to speak with you. Let's not let it be the last time. All right. Thank you so much for your insight here yeah, and your thank expertise. You, you keep running and that baby of yours is so cute. So keep up, keep up the Instagram post because she is uh, I will. Thank you so much. And she, I'll tell you what, uh, not to be shameless, but she, uh, when I post a picture of little baby Piper, it gets a lot more likes than if I just post something to myself. So uh, <laughs> it turns out there's some benefit to it all. Of course it does. Um, she's a lot cuter than you are. So. Oh, yeah. No questions there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will be speaking with Burgess Owens, who right now on the Republican side as he seeks the nomination uh, to run against Ben McAdams is leading by a substantial amount, uh, an amount not likely to be overcome by his competitors. He'll be my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final half hour of today's episode of this program. We're going to wrap up the show today by focusing on the race to represent Utah's 4th Congressional District. That is a seat in Congress currently occupied by Ben McAdams, with whom we'll speak uh, to wrap up today's program. But uh, the, the focus right now and last night was on the primary race to receive the Republican nomination to run against Ben McAdams. We talked earlier in the program about the uh, notion of graceful defeat or grace in the face of defeat. And there have been a number of candidates who have come to learn as results have been revealed that they will not be going forward, nor will they be receiving the nomination of their party. And so many of them have turned their attention to supporting uh, the the front runners or the presumptive nominee uh, from their party. And that includes this fourth congressional district race. In the last segment, before we spoke with Mia Love, I read to you the statement put out by Jay McFarland former radio talk show host here on KSL News Radio. In fact, uh, he was uh, speaking during this very time slot. He departed uh, KSL to run for Congress, and uh, as I read to you in the segment prior, offered a very uh, encouraging and graceful 
concession statement. I want to read to you now uh, the statement which I just got my hands on from Kim Coleman, who was also in the race to compete against Ben McAdams. She writes, I congratulate Burgess on his victory. All along, the number one goal for all of us has been firing Ben McAdams, who misrepresents himself as a moderate while consistently supporting Nancy Pelosi and her far-left progressive agenda. The plurality of residents in CD4 believe Burgess Owens is the one to beat McAdams, and now my voice, uh, and now and I now join my voice with theirs. I could not be more proud of my staff and hundreds of volunteers who worked their hearts out over the past months. I'm also grateful for the thousands of donors to my campaign. If enthusiasm and energy were sufficient, we'd have won easily last night. As it is, 4th District voters made a different decision, and it's one we will support moving forward. The statement goes on, but it is uh, generally supportive of the party's nomination of Burgess Owens, who joins me now uh, to discuss his reaction to uh, this news and to look forward with some of his plans. Uh, Mr. Owens, sir, welcome back to the program. How are you? Lee, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and thank you for, for reading that out from Kim. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've had a chance to experience over the last few months, because I, 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 I didn't know any of the, my opponents before before now. I have respect for each, each, each of them. We had uh, entered this, this, this race with one thing in mind, which is to get the, the seat back uh, for the Republican Party. So I just appreciate that the civility we had, the, uh, uh, the respect we had for each other. At the end of the day, it came down to one simple thing. Uh, we need to win this seat back to win our country and our culture back. So uh, I do appreciate that uh, for sure. Absolutely. Have you had much, you know, beyond reading the the statements publicized by your competitors, uh, have you had opportunity to speak with them over the phone or face-to-face quite yet? I've had a chance to speak with Kim and with uh, Trent, and I'm looking forward to to catching with uh, Jay, Jay Mack, for sure. But uh, like I said, we we have have, have had a very amiable uh, uh, communication, and whenever we get together, we we might come together, we'll give each other high fives. And again, it's, it's good that we're on the same team, we're on the same side, same page. And that is to make sure we get our country going back in the direction that uh, our forefathers saw, saw it as, not, not the chaos we're seeing uh, throughout the streets right now, uh, uh, pushed by the Democratic Party. Sure. Uh, there are many uh, other fellow Republicans here in the state of Utah who competed in the primaries who don't yet have, uh, you know, a, a clear cut decision in their race. You uh, very likely are in a unique position to certainly know that you will be the nominee for the party going up against Ben McAdams. There is no uh, time to waste if your objective is to uh, retain or regain Republican control of that seat. How do you go about that? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm very blessed. Uh, I grew up in the deep south, Tallahassee, in the 60s, days of KKK, Jim Crow, and, uh, and segregation. It was a very, very uh, a powerful uh, uh, middle-class family and a middle-class community, which 50% of black Americans during that period of time, because so many, many entrepreneurs uh, were, were living. And because of the values I grew up there and was raised in, I feel so much at home with the values here. So to me, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in the right district. Uh, it's a plus 13 where the things that I believe strongly in, uh, the, the foundation, the, the, the rights we have, it's easy for me to, to, to articulate. And because of that, I think it's going to resonate uh, throughout, throughout this district. And, and I, I want to say this also, for those who don't know, District 4 is between one and three of must-have on both sides. The Democrats must have it to keep up the chaos. We must have it, the Republican Party, to keep, get our country and culture, keep our country and culture uh, uh, with us. So it, it, it's, uh, 
to, to say that we are the linchpin for the rest of our nation, which, which, which way we go, says a lot about the values we represent. And I think the blessings we have uh, to, to understand where, these, you know, where, where we get our culture from, where the Judeo-Christian values our country was built upon, that we see we, see we fight for here in this, in this particular valley. So I'm just very proud to be representing uh, such, such a great district. In, in characterizing the district a moment ago, you used the phrase plus 13. What, tell us what that means. What that means is that uh, that is that is the the tendency of uh, of the strength of a of the the Republican Party within a district. The higher the number, the stronger it is voting Republican. Uh, we we are a seat that really uh, should never have gone Democrat. Uh, it, it did because of a few different factors. One was uh, I think something else that the that the Democrats had on their on their agenda at the time. But but it just, it just says that in normal times. It will it will it will lean in a very strong democratic uh, conservative uh, 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 way. So I'm I'm very fortunate for that because my views are very conservative. Uh, I, I like to kind of tie them down into four tenets, and I'll just say this real quickly: head, heart, hands, and home. Head being education, heart being faith, uh, hands being industry, and and home being family. Those four tenets is what create our great middle class. It's what I grew up in that, that allowed us to be the most competitive minority during the time I was I was a kid. And it's also what is so uh, prevalent here in the Valley. So all we have to do is, is, is talk to our Democratic friends, independent friends, Republican friends, all come together and recognize those tenets is what makes our country great. It's what we're, we're being attacked at this point. And as long as we come together and realize if we do that and give our kids the great opportunity to live this American dream and understand that enemy is not each other, it's an ideology of socialism and Marxism that hates every one of those tenets I just mentioned. If we can do that, which I know we will, because I believe in the American people, I believe, I believe in the American spirit, we're going to come together with that and, and with that, uh, uh, win, win the seat, give, uh, give our, our president a, a good, strong House, um, uh, a Senate that has some more backbone, and a president that can, can govern without, without uh, too, too high a tie behind his back. It may be uh, improper to talk about money, but the reality is, because it's all publicly disclosed stuff, is that in terms of money, uh, you are significantly behind uh, your presumptive competitor, Ben McAdams. Is that a major factor? Uh, is it something that you are dwelling on? Is it something that you're working towards uh, closing the gap? No, I, I'm not worried about it because I believe, again, in the in American way, uh, this is a it's a national re- referendum. It's again because it means so much to our country. We're getting national attention. Uh, the reason why Ben has been able to uh, raise the money is because he's had national attention. There's a on the left side, the leftists understand this is so important to them. And I I have faith that Americans uh, across the country will understand the importance of this particular seat. They will uh, they will resonate with the message I have, which is uh, love of God, country, family. And uh, I think we'll, we'll be able to compete in terms of uh, the fundraising we need to get to get the message out. I think the most important thing is that the constituents in District 14 get it. They want, um, they want their values to be represented. And, uh, and Ben might be a great guy, which I hear he is, but at the end of the day, he's representing a party that's not so great. He's representing a party that's been damaging to my, my particular race for decades, doing the same thing with our country now that I saw happen years ago. And we get it. We do not want to be bullied. We don't want our values to be uh, counseled. Uh, we don't. We want to be able to communicate back and forth, no matter what our values might be. And that's only going to happen uh, by making sure that um, uh, that we we get the house back and uh, and put some policies policies in place that allows us to move forward. So I'm excited about that. And again, I have a lot of faith that we're going to come together with this process.
All right, we'll leave it at that. Burgess Owens, likely uh, Republican nominee to run against Ben McAdams for a seat in the United States Congress representing Utah's 4th District. Thanks again for your time, sir. I'm sure we'll be speaking again soon. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. All the best. Bye. Same to you. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now. And in the final segment of today's episode of Live Mike, we will be speaking to the current congressman representing Utah's 4th Congressional District. That is Democrat Representative Ben McAdams, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Throughout the day today, we've been looking back at the results to emerge from the primary elections in the state of Utah yesterday, primary day, June 30th. It transpired in a very different way than years past, of course, due to a number of things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the coronavirus. It was an all mail in ballot this year. And what that means is that while last night at 10 p.m. Mountain Time, we were able to learn many of the results, preliminary results, we don't yet have any of these results uh, certified, meaning they are not absolutely final. The plan is that for the next number of days, that at 3 o'clock each day, there will be an additional dump of data, meaning that the, the vote tallies may change with time. Now, there are a few races here in the state of Utah where these additional dumps will likely change the front-runner status. Some of the races are so close that just a few votes for this candidate or that candidate may change things. For example, uh, the race for governor. Or another example, uh, Utah's first congressional district race. Now, one race where I think the results are pretty cut and dry in terms of who will be receiving their party's nomination to compete in the general election would be that of Burgess Owens, who is right now enjoying 43 plus, 43 and a half percent of the popular vote among those Republican participants in the primary race to challenge Ben McAdams, Democrat who currently occupies uh, the fourth congressional seat. And he joins me now. Congressman McAdams, how are you, sir? Hey, great, Lee. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Let me ask you this. As you, from your position of being the incumbent congressman uh, of a different party, uh, you not uh, facing off against a primary challenger, what were you paying attention to last night? You know, first of all, I think the, uh, elections is about what, what this country is about. So I, I want to congratulate Burgess Owens and welcome him into the race. I really am looking forward to a spirited conversation about the issues. I'll tell you um, a couple of things that I, uh, that I look forward to as we move into this race. I, um, I think we, we should have a discussion about some of the ideas that Mr. Owens put forward in, in, in his race, such as his calls to privatize Social Security or to disband the Department of Education or ending health care protections for hundreds of thousands of Utahns who have pre-existing conditions. Those are all things that, that really concern me that I heard and, and I think would be harmful to so many people in Utah. So I think we can have a, a spirited discussion about that. There are important differences on a number of issues, and I look forward to the debate on that. You know, I think one thing is for certain. I, I understand this district it belongs to Utah. It's Utah's fourth congressional district. It doesn't belong to a political party, Republican or Democrat. And, uh, and that's how I've tried to serve, is, is recognize that the people I work for are, are real people in Utah. It's not a political party. It's not 
a Republican or Democrat. I'm going to work with the president when I, when I think there are good ideas that, that are good for the country. And I, I'm not afraid to stand against my own party or stand against the president when I think bad I, ideas are bad. And I actually just walked out of a vote where I did that. We had a, a vote on a, a transportation package. And, you know, as a former mayor, there's nobody more than me who wants to vote uh, to invest in our country's roads and our bridges. Uh, but I think that the Democrats failed on this bill. I voted against it. I was one of two Democrats to vote against the bill. Uh, there are a lot of people, I think, who are wanting to vote in, uh, for infrastructure. This was a, a more than a trillion-dollar bill that was just simply put on our country's credit card and with no means to pay for it. And that really bothers me when we are uh, – with what the damage we're doing to the national debt. And so, you know, again, I'm, I think this district belongs to the people of Utah. I'm not afraid to, to work with, with whoever or against whoever uh, to stand up for what I believe is right. And I think that's, um, that's going to be important in this race. I just had the occasion of speaking with Burgess Owens in the segment prior, and he, uh, on a few occasions, pointed out that in this, you know, certain assessment that Utah's fourth congressional district is R plus thirteen. R plus thirteen. Does that mean anything to you? You know, I think that we we know that Utah's a, a, a conservative state there. Uh, but the one thing when we always talk about the Utah way, it's that regardless of your politics, Republican or Democrat, what we care about is solutions. And we're going to sit down. Uh, and when I was the mayor of Salt Lake County, I had a, a great working relationship with Governor Herbert, with uh, with Republicans and Democrats on the county council. And what we focused on was not the, the political party as somebody who was putting forward an idea, but we focused on whether the idea was a good one or not, and we would move it forward and we would get it done uh, and tackle our challenges, whether they're Republican or Democrat. And that's, you know, working on homelessness. I, I worked closely with both uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox and Speaker Greg Hughes, and we we're in the trenches together, working together on homelessness. And we cared more about solving the problem than we did about who was going to run for what office down the road or what party somebody came from. And so while, while I certainly recognize that um, our district is uh, Republican, uh, independent, unaffiliated, and Democrat, uh, the political party isn't who I work for. I work for the, the people of Utah, and I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. Outstanding. Uh, in, in terms of money, you have a lot of it. Your competitors don't have much. Does that have any bearing in uh, in your confidence going forward, or is that an irrelevant figure? You know, I think at the end of the day, it's uh, the message that I'm going to be getting out to, to Utah voters, and I want them to see the hard work that I've been doing. Nobody works harder than I do. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I've had successes working to reduce the suicide in, in Utah and epi- the suicide epidemic that's taking far too many lives, working to clean Utah's air uh, and, and so many other issues that I think are important, uh, balancing our, our federal debt and, and uh, balance the budget and, and eliminating the debt so we're not passing on this massive obligation to future generations. Those are the things that I think voters are going to care about. Now, uh, I've got to get the message out there, so we're going to be uh, trying to get that message out there through things like radio shows like this, uh, where my opponent will also be on, but also through TV and um, and through social media and all of that is how we're going to get the message out there. And I think at the end of the day, it's the message and the hard work that I've been doing for the people of Utah that's going to carry the day. I've asked you a number of arguably superficial questions, and uh, I don't want uh, that to be the sum total of our conversation. Let me ask you this. You in Congress today, uh, what is one piece of legislation that uh, has the bulk of your attention right now? Right now we are focused on the budget, and uh, uh, over the next month you're going to see the the respective committees diving into the budget, and uh, and 
Look, I think that there's nothing more important that we do as a Congress than we set the direction and priorities they're going to take this country through the next year. And it is it is a trying time right now with the coronavirus epidemic and the, the economic impacts of that epidemic. So what's taking up my time is making sure that Utah has the resources to fight the virus, but also that Utah has what we need to recover economically, that we can get people back on their feet, get them back to work, and make and get back to prosperous times that we enjoyed just a few short months ago. And so as we work through the budget, that's my priority. I am very concerned about the national debt and uh, and what we are the, putting on the tab that we're going to pass along to future generations. So as we work through this, I am watching like a hawk to make sure that every penny we spend is necessary to uh, to accomplish our goals. And uh, and when it's not, I'm I'm not I don't hesitate to vote against it like I just did on this uh, this transportation bill a few moments ago. Congressman Ben McAdams, currently representing Utah's fourth congressional district, uh, likely will be facing Burgess Owens in the general election come uh, November. Congressman, thank you for your time, thank you for your work, and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Lee. All righty. That's going to do it for today's episode of Live Mike. We covered a lot of ground today. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you were edified by it. And I hope that our conversations with the various candidates gave you a window into both the process, which is unfolding right now, and also the nature of the candidates themselves. There will be a general election decision to be made. It's not all waiting for results right now while there are results to wait for. In fact, it's expected that in about 90 seconds we will have uh, the latest batch of primary results to be uh, publicized. Looking forward to that. But uh, you can always count on this program to be one uh, where candidates will have the opportunity to present their arguments, present their cases directly to you. And you know, too, please always that you can reach out with questions both for me and for these candidates. And you and I will learn about things here together. 57500 is the text number. Put it in your phone. Reach out at any time. That's it for me. I'm Lee Lonsberry.